Until the first half of the 19th century, Hong Kong was a faraway and largely unknown place, a place where a few thousand farmers and fisherfolk lived on this spectacular island. This island was dramatic and staggeringly beautiful, marked by a steep, ancient mountain that arose out of deep seas and sheltered bays that gazed out over a random smattering of more islands and bays. Traders sailed past these islands and up the Pearl River to Imperial China's most far-flung outpost of Canton, today's Guangzhou. On the southern coast of Hong Kong Island, today's residential and tourist spot of Stanley was then the largest village, called Chek Chu. Next largest was the fishing village of Wong Chuk Hung, now Aberdeen. People lived in stone huts, grew rice, harvested grass, and quarried stone, all on a small, entirely local scale. To say dramatic change was about to arrive is a vast understatement but we must go back before going forward to understand why. A great many factors that would create its future were already in play, even though Hong Kong was simply nowhere on the world map before 1841. That earlier global map of trade was densely populated with all manner of peoples and commodities, stretching from East Asia, across the Indian Ocean, through the Middle East and Mediterranean, into European markets and back. Southeast Asia, those islands and seas between Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, and India, was the spaghetti junction through which this ever more complex trade threaded and would grow. Strategic river ports brought produce out of Southeast Asian uplands so it could be exchanged with Chinese, Indian, Arab, and Malay traders. Ideas moved, too, when Hindu, Buddhist, and Muslim teachers crisscrossed the southern oceans. By the 800s, if not earlier, trade had flowed across the Arabian Sea to Indian ports such as Kilon or Calicut, through the straits between India and Ceylon to Indonesia's Aceh, well before the Chinese thought of joining in. Once Canton became a destination, and if the pirates of Malacca and around Singapore could be managed, the route stretched northwards. Ships sailed up the coasts of Champa, now southern Vietnam, the Gulf of Tonkin, and Hainan to China. Or they took the more dangerous but bountiful route along the north coast of Borneo to southern Taiwan and Fujian. After Spain's conquest of southern America spurred the extraction of silver, that silver was exported to the Spanish Philippines, and so the route would take in Manila too. Imagine the riches being extracted and bartered, and the people of many hues and faiths making it happen, buying and selling the elephant tusks, rhino horns, aromatic woods, incense, cloves, nutmeg, gums, resins, bird's nests, bird-of-paradise feathers, and much more. China needed silver from Manila and Japan. Europe wanted Southeast Asian spices and Chinese silk and ceramics, and everyone needed India's cottons. Temporary populations of traders between monsoons sparked the growth of trading hubs across the region. Soon, these foreign private traders joined the region's long-established so-called country trade in goods across and within Asia. Between Britain's occupations of the Malaysian island city of Penang in 1786 and Singapore in 1819, it also won the Napoleonic Wars. Victory not only secured Britain's position as the world's foremost naval and economic power, 
It also produced a lot of newly unemployed, adventurous young men ready to explore the seven seas. The British enjoyed rich Asian experience through their brief tutelages of Manila, 1762-64, to Malacca and Padang, in 1765, Maluku, 1796 and 1810, and Java, 1811 to 16. They brought new ideas about free trade with them. The Portuguese, Dutch, and Spanish had each tried to gain sole control of a key commodity and enforce a monopoly, violently punishing any transgressors. The British, instead, sought preferential access through special relationships and speed, freer of state control. Singapore and Penang drew in producers who could exchange rice, sugar, tin, coffee and pepper for manufactured items, Indian cottons, firearms and opium.